the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. This is a sacred time of year. It is the season of atonement. This is a time where we cry out to God. We have a special time that every year we spend with the Lord in atonement. And I know many say, what do you mean atonement? What's going on in the season of atonement? Well, in the Bible, in Leviticus, the chapter of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, God tells the people what to do during the season of atonement. Now, the season of atonement comes with other feast days within that same season. However, the season of atonement is a special time of year because there's a day of atonement. And then there are the 10 days of awe that lead up to the season of atonement. If this is your first year hearing about it, bear with me, if you will. It is a season of power. The season of atonement is about you and God. God wants to empower his people. He wants to take you to another dimension in prayer. He wants to bring us into a relationship of communion where we know him. We see him in a new way. God wants to give us the power of revelation and the season of atonement. I want to share something with you. When I began to celebrate the season of atonement every year, I am telling you, I stepped over a threshold into a new dimension of power. And I'm excited about it for you this year. It's the time of the year where you cry out, Lord, sanctify me and make me holy. But the word of the Lord says for us to be holy as our Lord is holy. Be holy as your father in heaven is holy is what the word of the Lord says. So this is your season of power for holiness will lead you to great power. Leviticus 23, 30 to 32. I will destroy from among his people anyone who does any work on this day. You are not to do any work at all. This is a permanent statue for the generations to come wherever you live. It will be a Sabbath of complete rest for you and you shall humble yourselves from the evening of the ninth day of the month until the evening that you are to set your Sabbath. What is he saying? He's saying you and all your generations will do this. This is a permanent statue. And so therefore, when God put 
the festivals in place, the seasons that, that the people were to celebrate these holy days, it was to be perpetual. We were never to stop celebrating the season of atonement. Within the season of atonement comes the Feast of Trumpets and all the holy days that are there. But I'm going to focus mainly on atonement and what leads up to atonement today because God wants to empower you. I've been asked sometime before, why do you celebrate a season of atonement? Jesus already atoned for our sins, and he did. The person that said that to me, I said, you're absolutely right. But I want to ask you a question. What would it hurt for us to go into repentance? Who is it that you know that doesn't need to repent? Maybe sometime we think we don't need to, but we all need to repent. And the season of atonement, specifically every year, brings you to a place of 10 days of awe. And there's a time where you're repenting and you're seeking to speak to anyone, talk with anyone who you have wronged is the Jewish custom of that day. And on into today, it's supposed to be. But we're seeking anyone that we've wronged and we're asking them to forgive us. You know, usually during the season of atonement, the Lord gives me to call all of my family members. You know, he calls us to be in such an humble state. He had me call my nieces and nephews first. They're grown. But I began to call each one of them and they were absolutely amazed. What do you mean, I'm Valerie? When have you ever offended me? No, you've never done anything like that. I called each and every one of them. And one of my nephews was really humble. He said, no, Aunt Valerie. You haven't done anything to offend me, but I need to be doing exactly what you're doing. I need to be calling people, finding out if I have offended them and apologizing for it. Thank you for calling me today. I need to pick up the phone. I'm going to do exactly what you're doing. And do you know more than one of my nephews had that same response? But it's an awesome time. They know every year. I'm going to call them and I'm going to check out our relationship and I'm going to make sure there are no offenses between them and me because if there is, there's a problem between me and God. So I want to get all that out of the way. Also, during the season of atonement, we fast, we pray and we repent. Vitally important. It's an important combination. Pray, sacrifice, meaning to fast and alms. It's about our giving. We present an offering before the Lord during the season of atonement. God doesn't want anything to hinder your prayers. God wants a relationship with you like none other. And this is an opportunity to step into a new relationship with God. There's a time during the season of atonement that we fast and we pray and we seek God. And I always speak to the membership at Prayers Heard in Heaven and tell them, cry out to God. Cry out to the Lord. Lord, sanctify me and make me holy. Sanctify me, Lord, and make me holy. God is raising up a people that obey his voice. You know, I went to my mother that's in her 80s. And when I first found out about the season of atonement, I said, Mother, I said, this is so exciting. You know, this new thing, this season of atonement. And she said, what are you talking about? And I explained it to her. She said, that's not new. That's old. And I said, really? Well, if it's old, then why aren't we celebrating it? She said, well, a long time ago. The church used to always celebrate atonement. I said, what happened? She said, well, gradually, gradually, we just kind of got away from it in the churches. And it just fell to the side. And nobody talked about it anymore. And it, it didn't take place. But that's not new, child. That's an old thing. And I said, wow, I didn't know anything about it. So she said, I'm glad. I am glad for you that you've discovered atonement. 
It is a powerful season. It has taken my prayer life to a dimension of experiences with God that are just phenomenal. The season of atonement, the feasts that go on in the season of atonement, those feast days, they come every year in September. God said you and all your generations will do this. When he says all, he means all. It was never supposed to stop. We're to do this every year. Every year, we're to go into the season of atonement and it leads us up to the coming of Christ. We are to be holy as our Father is holy. We are to repent and go before God. We are to forgive. God wants to remove every bit of bitterness from our hearts. He doesn't want anything to hinder our prayers. Have we ever wondered sometime why our prayer life is dead and dull? Many times the hindrance in prayer is unforgiveness with a season of atonement will take care of all that. We are celebrating the fact that Jesus gave his life for our sins. It's an exciting time. There's no Easter bunny. There's no Santa Claus. There's nothing to distract us from celebrating the season of atonement and having that relationship with God and stepping into a new dimension of power. God is calling the church to take that position of power with him. The season of atonement is to draw us closer to God in an intimate relationship. As you draw closer to God in an intimate relationship, guess what? The days ahead that belong to the mediator, because that's the one who's going to walk in great power in the days to come. The mediator, the one that stands between heaven and earth, mediating on behalf of the people that brings a sinful people before a holy God. In order to be a powerful intercessor, a powerful mediator for God, we have to walk in a state of holiness. We have to strive to be holy. Specifically, those obedient on the Day of Atonement were promised seven blessings, even specific spiritual supernatural blessings. The seven blessings are a double portion financially on the economy. So financial blessings, restoration, miracles, a divine presence, God revealing himself, blessings upon your family and deliverance for many years. Why have we overlooked this? This is vitally important. Oh, God is calling the church. He's calling the ones that will be obedient to his voice. He's calling us to the path that's been less troubled by. Many don't want to crucify their flesh. They don't want to fast. They don't want to give up anything. That's too hard, Valerie. Oh, but when you call upon the spirit of the Lord, you can be successful in fasting. Remember, we're not trying to do anything on our own. Everything we do, we ask God to help us and bless us and strengthen us through that experience. But many don't want to take the road that's less traveled by. They want the comfortable things of life. But the road that's less traveled by is the narrow path. It's the path where we crucify the flesh. It's narrow. So it's not the path that everyone else is on. The broad way is where the crowd is. The crowd is the place where you're comfortable where you don't want to move from the broad way is the way where the proud people are and they want to just continue in the path that they're going. They don't want to go through any pain and any suffering. They don't want to have to submit completely to the will of God. The broad way is comfortable. There's no pain. There's no suffering. It's the broad way, but the narrow way is dying to self. 
So many want to just kind of play church. But God is calling the church to a state of maturity. We can't stay on milk, brothers and sisters. We have to be able to eat meat. We cannot conquer the enemy until we conquer ourselves. The self is your flesh. The Lord won't give his inheritance where the self is in the way, where the self, the flesh is ruling over the spirit. Because where the flesh rules over the spirit, there is greed and everything is about me, myself and I, self-centered. When we're self-centered, we're still carnal and immature. The one who gets the goods from God, who walks in great power from God, has crucified the flesh. When you choose what is right, you're making a way for your whole family, for generations to be blessed when you choose the narrow path. God spoke to Abraham. He told him to move out from his family. Abraham had to make a choice. He had to choose between life and death. Abraham's old generation was there. The people, his family were all there. And God said, come out. He wanted them to come out from among them. God gave him a choice to choose life or death, blessing or cursing. God told Abraham, choose life, choose the new. This brought him forth to a place that was so tremendous in blessings, a place that where blessings were so vast. God said to him, Abraham, look at the stars. Abraham couldn't count the stars. He told them, this is the way your children will be. You will be the father of many nations. He told Abraham, choose life and blessing. Because Abraham was obedient, he chose life. He chose blessing. He chose to go out from among his people and obey the voice of the Lord. And because he did that, God blessed him. Remember Lot chose to live near Sodom and Gomorrah? But yet when Lot made that decision, because he was of the bloodline of Abraham, even though he made a wrong decision, because he was of the bloodline of Abraham, God still blessed Lot. His life was saved. His children's lives were saved. Now remember his wife looked back, but had she not looked back and stayed looking forward, being obedient to the word of God, she would not have lost her life. But because Abraham chose life because he chose the narrow path to be obedient to the word of God. He blessed his generations. Don't you know that when you choose the narrow path, you can bless your entire family. God will bless your household. There'll be people around you that aren't even in your family, but because they're in your realm, the anointing that's on your life will cause them to receive blessings. Choose this day, life or death, blessing or cursing. Even if you don't have children, I'm telling you, the Lord will bless those in your realm. He'll bless your nieces and your nephews. He will bless the bloodline. Rosh Hashanah is about the Lord. The season of atonement, the day of atonement. You know, the Bible says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Carnal people, they walk in the flesh. They're carnal. The Bible is like a letter to them. They just read it. It doesn't mean anything. They read it as though it is a letter. But the one in the spirit, the child of God, has the spirit of God. And so the spirit of God gives them life. And as they read the word of God, the life in the word gives them revelation and takes them to a new dimension with the Lord. The spirit begets spirit. Only flesh can beget flesh. The Bible is then more than a letter to them. For those of us who have the spirit of God, the word of God gives life to us. Suddenly you say, oh, 
This is what that means. You see, because the spirit of the Lord begins to give you revelation. That's when the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. The word of God begins to come alive for you. You can eat the word, but you could not eat the word until the spirit gives it to you. The word is his flesh and it comes alive. When we rely on the spirit of the God, as we read the word, the word of God becomes alive and it feeds our spirit. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In second Corinthians Chapter three, verses four to six, it says the spirit, not the letter. We have such trust through Christ Jesus towards God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life like the Pharisees. They knew the letter. But they did not know the spirit. Once they said, they said to Jesus, we are the son of Abraham. Jesus said, if you were Abraham's son, you would know who I am. The Pharisees knew the law. They knew the word of God. But it was as a letter to them because they didn't have the presence of God that would fall upon them. Remember Simeon was in the temple. And after Jesus was born, he was brought to the temple to receive the blessing And Simeon being old in age, when the babe was brought to the temple, remember what Simeon said? He said, now I can die for this is the one that's been prophesied. He had waited. He did not want a lot to die until he saw the promise. And now he saw the promise because Simeon had the presence of God upon him, the spirit of the Lord. And so therefore, as soon as the babe was brought in, he could identify him by the spirit of the Lord. Jesus said, your father is the devil. And he exposed the Pharisees. When you are in the spirit, your conversation will be of the spirit. It will not be of flesh. It'll be what the spirit of the Lord has revealed to you. Spirit and flesh are hostile one to another. Abraham's two sons. One was the son of the slave and the other was a promise from the Holy Spirit. And the two were in conflict together. Remember what God said in the. Sarah turns against Hagar, which was the slave who had the son by Abraham. Now, this matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son Ishmael. But God said to Abraham, do not be distressed about the boy and your maidservant. Listen to everything that Sarah tells you for through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned. But I will also make a nation of the slave woman's son because he is your offspring. God will bless your generations. Abraham was told by Sarah that Ishmael was taunting Isaac. And Sarah told Abraham, you're going to have to do something about this situation. And Abraham was distressed. But God told Abraham, listen to Sarah. Listen to what your wife is saying. Jesus did not come from flesh. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Jesus came to overcome the flesh. He won the flesh 
when he was raised from the dead. When he rose from the dead, he overcome death. So anyone that dies in Christ overcomes death. Praise God. When we're walking in the spirit and we choose the narrow path, we choose the way of the Lord. When you choose the way of the Lord, you crucify the flesh. The season of atonement is about crucifying the flesh. It's about fasting and praying and getting closer to God. Repentance. Repentance will remove all the obstacles that are in between you and God. The things that keep your prayers from ascending to a higher level. It is the need for repentance in most situations. That's what we need to do. We need to constantly be going before the Lord. And during the season of atonement, you have that special time that's set aside every year. And so the Jewish custom is, is that at the season of atonement, that that day, each year, God makes a decision after all of our repenting. He makes a decision whether he is going to forgive that sin. And so we fast and we pray and we seek God. And I want to tell you that every year on Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, the day of the new year, when I step over that threshold, I step into a new dimension with God. You can feel the presence of the Lord on you. Your prayers ascend to new heights. God gives you more revelation. Why? Because you are obedient to his word. Because obedience to his word brings blessings. Obedience to his word brings revelation power. Obedience to his word will cause living waters to flow from your belly. When we are obedient to the spirit of the Lord, we align ourselves with the Holy Spirit. When you align yourself with the Holy Spirit, you'll find that when you pray, he does the praying. You'll find that when you have a need for revelation, when you can't make a decision and you don't know which way to turn, the Holy Spirit will speak and give you wisdom and give you insight beyond your natural years. God will speak to you in your inner ear. We're at that threshold where God is about to manifest himself. Miracles, signs, and wonders. All night prayer meetings are going to take place. Revival is going to break out in this nation. Now, there may be some turmoil going on, and I'm not telling you that it won't happen because there's some right now, and it can get worse. But what I am telling you is we're going to make it to the other side of this. (laughs) We're in a Passover season right now, and we're going to make it to the other side of what's going on out there. And I'm telling you, revival is going to sweep across this nation as never seen before. All night prayer meetings, prayer meetings going on for days, for days. It is going to be absolutely amazing what God is doing. And he's calling forth mediators right now. Those who will intercede between heaven and earth and say Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Those who will cry out for the nation and the nations of the world as God places intercessors around the globe right now. Even as you are listening to this message, God is lining up intercessors. Those intercessors are chosen by God. Will you be one of them? God's calling you right now. You've been chosen. That's why you're hearing this message to be a mighty intercessor for God. I want to invite you. Joan and I want to invite you to prayers heard in heaven. And you're going to be given a telephone number during this message that is going to invite you to our conference line. It's a live conference line where you can speak with Joan and I. You can turn in prayer requests. We're on that line twice a day, every day. 
6.30 in the morning, Central Time, 8.15 in the evening, Central Time, 8.15 p.m., and we pray and seek God, and the Lord gives a powerful message from his word. And I want to invite you to come and celebrate the 10 days of awe with us and step into a new dimension. According to the word of God, the Lord says you and all your generations shall do this. And we want to invite you to be obedient to the word of God with us and celebrate the season of atonement. It's vitally important because God is calling forth intercessors. He's calling forth mediators, mediators that will stand before God and mediate for the sins of the world, mediate for the nation. As the coming of Christ is upon us, the Lord says, rend your heart, not your garment, rend your heart. During the season of atonement, we have that opportunity to rend our hearts and go before the Lord and cry out for sanctification. And when you do, he's going to do you with power. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.